Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dunk and Holder, hour number two. We had Pelicans coach Alvin Gentry on hour number one. You can get that on our podcast. NOLA.com, SoundCloud page, iTunes page. Uh, we will have that ready to go shortly after the show is over. Of course, we're on until noon. We got Josh Ennis, 12-2. to two. Jordy Holtberg, 2-4. to four. Corey Johnson, 4-6 to six, as we are... Live local radio for the vast majority of your day from 8 to 6. A new day, a new week. Greatness in Sparks Talk Radio here on Sports 1280. I think the the new local lineup is transcendent. Is there anything quite like that in town? I don't think there is. No. We haven't had anything like this. Maybe ever. I agree. Ever. And it's crazy in a market like New Orleans that's so sports crazed that we haven't taken advantage of that. Well, now we are. And someone, someone, the brain trust over here and at NOLA thought we would be on here. I, I didn't think that. I'd, look, hey, especially you, Jeff. Uh, you, you know, you. They, I'm surprised we don't get bombarded from calls that, Jeff, go away. Jeff, you're Roger Goodell's lackey. I remember Bounty Gate. I hate you. I'm oh, surprised we haven't the, gotten that yet. That's the, uh, the vocal minority. We know everybody in town loves us. Those trolls, those are hecklers at the, at the concert. Don't give them any attention. But I'm a, an attention hound, so if they if they feed me, I feed back. Don't I, get I can't derailed. Help it. I can't help it. Stay above the troll. Stay above. Stay out from under the bridge. We'll do our best. But uh, this segment, going to catch up with an interview I did a couple weeks ago with Saints quarterback Drew Brees, and as I alluded to in hour number one, it's more of a lighthearted interview. It's some things I was working on. I figured it was just interesting to hear what he had to say. I talked to him about just the culture of Louisiana football and just him having nerves in a game. Just some offbeat topics, but Drew was very insightful. And it's some features and columns I'm going to be working on in the next couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And just some real interesting thoughts from an extremely intelligent football mind. And I figured, hey, week one, day two, why not show that we can get Drew Brees when we want to. Yeah, we can tell people years from now we had Drew Brees on the show Monday and Tuesday, and they won't know the difference. No doubt. Well, they'll technically for, will be accurate. Technically will be accurate. So look, that's what we're about: accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. So for your listening pleasure, uh, I sit down with Drew Brees. When you come to a state like Louisiana, look, you're Texas. You're, it's like Texas forever football, you know. And mm-hmm. you come here and. You see how this state is like football crazy. I mean, just what kind of impression does that give for you to being like part of the Saints and yeah. knowing how the fabric is football here so much, maybe more than you ever knew even before you came here. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it certainly it certainly matches Texas enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> and might even exceed it. I'm not sure. Um, it's hard. It's hard to imagine anything exceeding, you know, that Friday Night Lights um, mentality that goes along with playing Texas high school football. But um, I know just you know in the going on 12 years that we've been here. Um, it, it sure seems like really the minute Thursday rolls around, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's right into high school football, you know, Friday night and then Saturday, you know, everybody's getting ready for the LSU, LSU game. I mean, they start tailgate preparations 24 hours in advance. Oh, you know, I went like, there, I know. And then it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's an away game, you know, you're yeah. in the cars and you're heading to the away game and then mm-hmm. the Saints games on Sunday. And mm-hmm. It's amazing just um, how the success of, I'd say both those teams, especially LSU and, mm-hmm. and the Saints, affect the psyche mm-hmm. for everyone for Monday morning and really how it sets the tone for the week as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can you can feel it like it's a different vibe mm-hmm. when you know we're coming off a big win or LSU's coming off a big win or the combination of the two. Mm-hmm. You know that um, that's uh, it's always it's always a good feeling. Everybody just has an extra pep in their step. How does it make you feel that? I mean, people are going to be our generation. I mean, we're the same age. When people grow up, they're going to be talking about you being like a face of Louisiana football, like forever. Uh, because I mean, obviously, this franchise didn't have the same success before you came here. I mean, we could talk about Archie Manning all we want, and I mean, people love him. But I mean, do you relish the fact that when people think of Louisiana football, they're going to think of you and part of the history of well, just this whole state and just how rich it is, and you're, yeah. you you could be the face of it. I mean that's that's humbling. Yeah. You know, I uh you know, I, I think I think I, I feel very fortunate because you know I grew up in a state like Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up uh in a football family. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up going to Gregory Portland High School watching my grandfather coach, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a water boy with my brother and the <laughs> defensive coordinator would you know, give us buzz cuts, you know, in the locker room, we just put our head over a trash can and get the shears out and he would buzz cut our hair and we would you know we'd hand him green water it was like electrolyte water maybe like pre-gator we don't want to know what was in it at yeah, this yeah, point yeah green, you got the green water to all the guys you know, yeah. this is like in the 80s you know this is and then the book Friday Night Lights comes out you know and you're Odessa Permian and mm-hmm. I remember going to high school and we tried to schedule a game with Permian my senior year but they wouldn't play us on a neutral field <laughs> which is bull they were scared um, Likely, I'm sure they were. Yeah. So then, uh, so so I, I think just growing up with that exposure and that mentality, and mm-hmm. then and then having the chance to play Big Ten football, which you know, mm-hmm. I know the SEC, SEC has an incredible tradition. The Big mm-hmm. Ten has an incredible tradition. So being a part of that, where you're playing Notre Dame and mm-hmm. Ohio State and Michigan and, and all those teams every year, and then to get the chance to, you know, hey. San Diego, but then here now to be here for mm-hmm. this length of time playing with this football tradition. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've just been in some really great, mm-hmm. really great um, situations or had these great opportunities, been in these great football cultures that mm-hmm. have really formed, you know, who who I am as a player and, and mm-hmm. my mentality and how I approach the game. And mm-hmm. so I feel very fortunate. I don't know about the whole face of the, you know, this or that, but. I, I certainly know I take a ton of pride in mm-hmm. having been a Texas high school football you mm-hmm. know, state champion to mm-hmm. being a Louisiana mm-hmm. world champion. Yeah. You know, I mean, all those things that take a lot of pride in. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you the face. You don't have to uh, acknowledge okay. it. It's cool. Hey, you know what? That's what I do. But <laughs> uh, you mentioned your mentality. Uh, just 
look, I can go play a sport and be a 37-year-old guy and get nerves. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with nerves? Nerves? Yeah. Oh. Because everyone gets them, doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Or do, or do you? I mean, are you like... Super- I get butterflies. I mean, I, get, yeah. I, I see butterflies. You know mm-hmm. I mean, there's... That's to me. That's your edge. Nerves mm-hmm. is your edge. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're not if you don't have that your, your that edge, then I think that means trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, you're too um, relaxed. And yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's one thing to be relaxed. It's another thing to just be confident. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm. Yes, it's 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 calm. It's cool. It's confident. But mm-hmm. it's but it's but it's it's this edge. It's this edginess that you just. You you know you know and you understand the situation and mm-hmm. you know what the goal and the purpose is and you know what can and can't happen in this mm-hmm. situation. So I just call that the edge. Like you got to have a little sure. bit of that because that is your That's edge. Well, but but um, you know I I just I, I'm programmed. I'm wired. <laughs> you know I mean and that's just so it's. How did that happen? Well, that's over years and years of mm-hmm. practice and experience mm-hmm. and being in situations and circumstances where you just learn. You know, mm-hmm. you, 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 do you know what Milan is? Do you know what Milan is? Milan. Milan, Milan is, Milan is. the city in Milan Italy. Is, it's the town. <laughs> There's a, well, Milan. Yeah. Um, Milan Lounge in Uptown. There's a book called The Talent Code. Okay. A book called The Talent Code, right. and, and, the, and basically, the, there's a substance that wraps that wraps your nerves, and it's called myelin. Okay. So it's what you like when you when you do certain different movements and you pattern certain things. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically muscle memory. Like yeah. When people say muscle memory, that's myelin that's wrapped your nerves. So it's just it's 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 the talent code. It's the skill code. Like that's. Once it's there, it's there, and then you just kind of build on it. And so I guess you don't have to put that in there. That, that was just, I was just curious <laughs> if you knew what that term was. Bottom line. I is, need it. I can tell you. Is, when I play my little USTA matches on Wednesday nights, I still need it because I'll double fault on match points. Still. Bottom line is I can, I can, I can, I can see, I can, whatever happens out on the field, I, I typically have encountered that situation before, mm-hmm. and I can reference it. Like, mm-hmm. my recall on stuff like that, it's, it's kind of crazy compared to like stuff where I won't remember what Fitz just told me like 30 minutes ago, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll remember a pass or a look or a mm-hmm. situation in a football game mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Well, yeah. I've seen you recall it like freakishly. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just, I don't know. It's just, I guess you're just wired certain ways. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the coolest things you've seen in Louisiana with football? I mean, obviously you won Super yeah. Bowl this end, but I mean, what's, what's some of the coolest things you've seen? The best, well, the best thing I, the, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was, I'm always amazed at how our fans travel. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed that when we go outside of our state, mm-hmm. just how many fans have either traveled from our state, mm-hmm. or all of a sudden they were just closet fans in whatever city we were going to, and they, just, <laughs> they come out and it's all of a sudden, they're one of us. Mm-hmm. They're black and gold with the beads and everything else. And, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the game, they just matriculate down to the, the front, you know, the front mm-hmm. ten rows. Mm-hmm. And so the entire bowl of the, of the stadium that we're in is all of a sudden Saints fans. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, how did this just happen? Yeah. Where did they come from? Like they just either came out of the woodwork or were growing them on trees or <laughs> yeah. they drove up from Louisiana. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but yeah. it's just yeah, I'm amazed at the spirit, mm-hmm. the spirit of the fans. Mm-hmm. Right. One on-field question. Yeah. Um, you'll write in a column on kind of the structure of the personnel that have been acquired, say, like within running backs and with the wide receivers, and I kind of look at it and I see, okay, you guys got two running backs and then you got a Kamara who reminds me of Bush and Sproles, and then it's like you got a Michael Thomas who – Reminds me of Colston, Sneed, Moore, uh, Ted Ginn, Devery Henderson. Do you see that mold 
kind of with those guys? Uh, and does it remind you of maybe the structure that was built a few years ago? Um, you know, a little bit. Obviously, mm-hmm. each is to his own, but mm-hmm. I definitely think that those guys, if you were to say there's a model, mm-hmm. right. it was just it was such a it was such a rare such a rare thing to have. Is mm-hmm. those those four guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, those four receivers, Houston, Devery, Meacham, Lance. Um, and then to have some of the running backs that we've had, you know, mm-hmm. just to complement. I mean, everybody kind of having a different strength, a different role, understanding mm-hmm. that role, being great at that role. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say when guys come in, like each rookie that comes in after you watch them for a few days, mm-hmm. I think it's hard not to just go to maybe a comparison mode. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy could kind of be like a well, – I've seen this so many teams, and I've like, seen like uh, Ted Ginn. I'm like, that guy yeah, has Devery Henderson. Yeah, like yeah, I feel like it yeah, almost – Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't hope I'm not a yeah, stretch because I'm a writer. He's wearing number 19 too. So oh, I, guess that's I didn't even think of it. I should remember, uh, but yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's hard not to go there. Yeah, and yeah. there's a standard. Mm-hmm. We'll just call it this. A standard's been set with certain guys around mm-hmm. here, and so like any back that we ask to go run a choice route is always going to be compared to Sproles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because he's one of the greatest of all time to do it. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just. It's hard not to have those standards in mind and then do comparisons based on that. Well, that's my memory, too. I remember those guys. But, hey, I appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm just stupefied that I mispronounced the city in Italy because he said Milan. I'm like, yeah, the city in Italy. And he says, "Uh, it's Milan. Typical New Orleans, West Bank coming out in you a little bit there look i'm a west Worldly. bank native algiers <laughs> native i've embraced my algiersness now even though i'm yeah. a ridge, river ridge all right, uh, all right. born but hey i just think some of the things he said were interesting just his mentality and obviously he from being a, a guy who is i say texas forever because that's the friday night lights in that show mm-hmm. and everyone loves texas football he's someone who's come to louisiana and realizes how much this is a fabric of the entire state and people live and die off this stuff great point about saints fans traveling and you could extend that to lsu uh the passion that the fan bases have here for football i think is unmatched anywhere in the country i mean you could make a strong argument that the gulf coast the gulf south stretch across these three states mississippi alabama and and louisiana of course is the heart of football country in America. I don't think there's anywhere else where it's as important as it is right here. Uh, I totally agree. And because it's the only pro team in the state, LSU people, I know you got Tulane fans, I know you got ULL fans, La Tech, you name it, I I get that, but it's overwhelmingly LSU. It's In Texas, you've got Texas, A&M, Baylor, Texas Tech, and now you've got the Texans and the Cowboys, and so... It's different here in Louisiana. My takeaway from that was that he almost cursed at one point where he said he that. He said it's bull. That was bull. That's about as close as we get from Drew Brees crossing the line. Has he ever cursed in his life? I wonder. What do you I'm think? sure he has. What do you think? We never heard him. I've never heard him ever say a, a curse word in any even off-the-record conversation. He's so senatorial and how he addresses the It was the media. close. I almost got it. I know. I couldn't believe that it. That would have been awesome. That would have been head, headline-making. Breaking making. news! Da, 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 da. Drew Brees curses. No, but I also thought the, the interesting point in that interview about the the Milan strategy is so Drew Brees, right? Uh, he says, I'm programmed. That is Brees to a T, because that's what I think of when I see him work at practice 
uh, in games. I mean, he is like a robot. He goes through his routines and he calls back on all this muscle memory and all this training and preparation that he puts in to be prepared for the moment. Uh, I'm going to have to read that book. I think the talent code, I'm going to see, uh, See if there's anything there that can help me. You could bring your talent daily to, life. To, to the radio or to your run or <laughs> Lord uh, knows or, I need something. Or your cycling since you're a tour de France. What if there's geek? A, I need the untalent code book. I am sure that's written for me. But no, that's Breeze. Uh and nothing surprises me how well read he is, how prepared he is. And he's not slowing down. The people keep asking no. about him, age thirty eight. I don't see him slowing down any. No. He's healthy and he's ready to go. And it's it's the saving grace of the Saints right now, and it really keeps you to where it's the driving force not to press that eject button if mm. things go awry this year. Well, I think you made a great point yesterday that the Saints have been 7-9 to nine the last three years because of Breeze. Right. If they didn't have Drew Breeze, they, who knows what they would have been. Uh, he's that great a talent and able to overcome so many deficiencies whether it be through injuries or some of the failed draft picks and personal acquisition over the years. Uh, but this team's due, and, and we can get into this in future shows, But and I'm sure we will as we get into training camp, but this team seems like it's due a little bit of positive breaks. Uh, they've had so many injury issues and crazy things have happened in games recently. You, you kind of feel like this team's due for some things to go their way. I know that sounds idealistic, but I just feel that way this year. Well, Ono is the top 20 list I alluded to. We're going to get to that next here on Dunk and Holder. Uh, it's not that encouraging. <laughs> Shocking. You like offense, it's encouraging. You like defense, uh, not so much. So we'll, we'll kind of sift through that in our next segment. Hold it now. This is Dunk and Holder on Sports 1280. You are Coming up in about 10 or 12 minutes, we'll have Ron Higgins, LSU SEC columnist for NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. But we've been teasing my annual player rankings, and it's funny when you do these things as far as Saints player rankings. And it's funny when you do these things, how the names change. Number one always stays the same. The rest of the list below it changes. And when I was compiling this list... I literally dropped 40% off the list from last year. Like I had Stefan Anthony as a top 10 player with the Saints last year. How much of a disaster was that? Shows I don't know anything. And maybe it shows the Saints don't know as much as maybe they think. But I know nothing, apparently. So you're not buying into the uh, the offseason hype around Stefan Anthony that he's going to resurrect his career under Mike Nolan? I am not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. Wait and see mode is probably the best strategy i don't even know if i need to wait and see but that's just me but he didn't make the top 20 this year no he he dropped out uh i'm stunned he dropped out because he doesn't really play anymore so that's not really a major stunner but you look at some of the guys i actually left off the list of this year uh brandon cooks stefan anthony keenan lewis kobe fleener james laurinitis jaris bird tim hightower thomas morstead you could have argued that Thomas Morstead could have been in there, but I do feel like at least the Saints have enough talent to bump the punter. What does that tell you? Wow, you're a specialist hater. See, you would you would be the guy not voting for Morton Anderson in the Hall of Fame because you don't value special. I need to play. hear the argument. Thomas Morstead, it should be in the top twenty. There's no question. If your punter's in the top twenty players on your team, that's not very good. 
Let's be honest. Bill Belichick would argue with Thomas you. Morstead is a Pro Bowl punter. I get that. But if your punter's in the top 20, no. No. Uh, no. A great punter like Morstead. Uh, I think he was I'd just rather voted. have great players elsewhere and your punter's like 30. I, th- I think you could make an argument that he's responsible for as many yards gained or as those hidden yards that Sean Payton always hidden talks about. Yardage. Hidden yardage. Hidden yardage. Hidden yardage. Hidden yardage doesn't make my top 20. I love it. If you got it, I think he was just voted the 11th best punter in history of the NFL by Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt. Okay. He can't make the top 20, but he's come on. Top 20 players in the roster? Is, Is he Craig out there Robertson going to be the 11th best linebacker ever? I don't think so. Well, no, but punter is relatively speaking. I can't All believe right. we're having a punter debate. I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> no, but I, I can tell you this. We, uh, we did make an addendum on the list, and I, I warned Jeff, because online and in the print edition, we had, did a big double truck of my top 20, and online I still have Nick Fairley in the list because I just couldn't delete him in time because he went on IR but in the paper we put we took fairly out and I put Andres Pete at number 20 so he made the list at number 20 but we'll just go through this list uh number number 20 was Ted Ginn Jr uh 19 Von Bell 18 okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Craig Robertson, 17 A.J. Klein, and 16 Marshawn Lattimore. And Lattimore is the only rookie I have on this list. Last year, Sheldon Rankins was the only rookie I had on this list. Uh, but, Jeff, to me, it's you pile all the linebackers together, and that's kind of where they put I don't know who's really above who at this rate. I don't know what A.J. Klein's going to bring. I don't know if Craig Robertson's going to play all the time. And who knows? I think the, line, the linebackers all seem like the same guy to me. Right. I hate to say it Smash that way. Smash them all together. They all seem like the same level talent. There's no Luke Keekley on this roster. But I do think they've got a lot of options there and some depth, veteran depth. Uh swear if a guy like Stephon Anthony, the light bulb comes on, that's just Lanyap because I think they're not counting on that. But if somebody rises up from this group, if Monte Teo has a resurrection of his career and he's healthy again, uh, that could be a unit that is surprisingly better than we expected going in. Yeah, at 15, I have Danell Ellerby. I had him ranked lower, but I put him higher. Can you ever trust the guy to be on the field? I don't know. No. But I, I'm, I've had some kickback from this one. I had number 14, I put Delvin Bro, and that is dramatically lower than what I had him last year. Last year, I might have had him fifth, 
and that was coming off of a very good first season. But I dropped him to 14, even though uh, he's your most proven cornerback in the NFL, and yet he only did it for one year. And I know our buddy, our TV affiliate buddies uh, over at Fox 8, Sean Fazan, did a player rankings list as well, and I think he might have had him like sixth. Right. So obviously I need to see more from Bro, and there are people who – believe he can rebound but i need to see it to believe it big year for him yes big and he's critical i think to the saints defensive fortunes this year it's he, a contract year right? He ha- yeah he has to be a, a number one corner or that level player uh, because you don't know what you're getting with Lattimore, even though he has great potential he's a rookie those learning curves tend to be pretty rough for young guys like that they have to have delvin bro the 2015 delvin bro for this defense to take a jump yeah, and I had Nick Fairley actually higher. I had him in the top 10, but as the lowest I could drop him at the point because that's when he went on IR because I, we did this to run throughout the summer. Uh, I had Nick Fairley at 13. He would have been in my top 10. He would have been 10th. Yeah, I think that's that's right on right. with where he's at. It's just indicative of where this team is at with so many offensive players in the top 10, but not surprising at all. Right. Uh, number 12, Sheldon Rankins. Uh, he jumped maybe a spot. Number 11, I have Adrian Peterson. And Interesting. Yeah. I uh, Number 10, I have Zach Streep, so I'm sure Saints fans are going to be going nuts. How could you rank Zach Streep above Adrian Peterson? How can you? How can I? We love Zach, but how can Hall I? of Fame player? Was he a Hall of Fame player last year? He's 32 years old. Well, you talk to the players in the locker room, they certainly think he's still got juice. Uh, they think he's got gin, juice, you name it, whatever he's got. He's, Laid it's, back. It's going to be number one hit, like Snoop. It, it is amazing. And I think you and I are both pretty skeptical. We may be the most skeptical people in town on, on this guy. And I have no doubt he looks as good as they say he looks, but he's running on air right now. And he hasn't been hit. And that's, to me, the barometers. Once we get into three or four weeks into the season, how's he going to hold up at his age? And he's he's got a lot of tread on that tire over the years, a lot of carries. But the good thing for the Saints is that they have Mark Ingram. And he doesn't have to be the bell cow now. Uh, they're going to split carries. And I think Sean Payton has a definite plan of 10 to 15 carries for each of these guys. And that's going to prolong – their uh, you know production, I think. Or so you disagree that uh, Peterson should be higher? You think I should have had him higher? I would, yeah. I would have him higher. How much higher? Because I'll go through it. Tenth, I got Zach Streep. Ninth, Willie Sneed. Eight, Larry Warford. Seven, Kenny Vaccaro. Six, I still have Max Unger that high. Five, Mark Ingram. Four, Teron Armstead. I probably would have dropped him lower, considering maybe a couple of ticks, because I don't know if he's even going to play this year. Number three, I have Michael Thomas. Uh, just to put it in perspective, last year I had number four as Brandon Cooks. Uh, two, Cam Jordan. One, Drew Brees. So how much higher would you have Adrian Peterson among that group? Actually, I think you got him at the right spot. Of course I got him <laughs> at the right spot. Looking back at it. Let's yeah. hear the back Retrospect. Back pat right here. That's what we're talking that's, about, That's Jeff. about right. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad right. you came came around. No, seriously. I mean, it's hard to have him any higher than that. At this stage of his career, we don't even – there's so many players on the Saints roster because they've had so many injuries recently. There's so many players in the same boat that we don't know what what we're going to see this year. Right. Like Delvin Bro, we just talked about him. Uh, you know, Sheldon Rankins. There's so many mysteries 
and that's what makes this season so intriguing. We we don't know what we're going to get with so many different key players. And unfortunately, the injury intrigue is part of that equation. The uncensored talk about your teams. Sports You ask and you shall receive. Any any little quip, my man Dave in the back, he just, he just delivers. I don't even ask. We're in sync, man. Not the boy band. We could be. Imagine us. No. Us three is a boy band. Our, our uh, social media maven, Emma, Emma over here, she could be like... If she'd be in the front line, we'd be in the back. We'd be like Joey Fatone. That's who we'd be. Let's go to Ron. That's not enough for you? <laughs> Ron could be in the group, too. Ron Higgins, LSU SEC columnist for NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. I don't know where that came from, Ron, but I know that's exactly what you expected from us two buffoons here on Duncan Holder. Well, I say you buffoons. This is Coach O. Ron's not in here right now. He's in the bathroom. I'm going to say one thing you got, okay? I just want to make sure. Now, is this y'all's first radio gig or second for both of y'all? This is our. This is Ron. This is my first. Coach O. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach O. This what is are you doing. I'm sorry. Uh, my first and Larry's second. That's right. Well, you safe, Larry, because you know, you know, I learned off my first coaching job. I was a disaster. Now, this time you got to carry Duncan. This is his rookie. Rookie voyage, so you know he's going to be a disaster. You're going to have to carry him to his second job. Just want to let y'all know that. I'm really wondering if this is Ron or Coach O. This is this is uh, stunning. This sounds like Tell the Truth Monday on Tuesday. <laughs> Coach O's got the day, days man. mixed up. I, I, I copied every day I knew from Coach Carroll. I copied everything from Coach Carroll. I wonder how many times they do this in like the media waiting area. Like everyone has a different rendition of Coach O. It's a pretty good oh, one. I have to, I have to every, say. Everybody does. I mean, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> there's Ron. I, I mean, it's oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. The... I'm back. Uh, Coach O <laughs> had to go. Had to go hug on some recruit. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of guys do it. I guess. I, I, I guess I got it because I, I, I covered a bit at Ole Miss when I was in Memphis, and uh, you know, the first time I heard him, I thought it was a cross between Sling Blade and the assistant coach and the Water Boy, uh, like and. and it, but that was really him. And the thing is, he's really you know he's really improved as far as speaking and as as uh, just the way he handles himself. I mean, before Ed was so paranoid and unsure about what he was doing because he was you know unsure about what he was doing. And now I see somebody who looked ten years down the line, you know, pretty confident about what he's doing, handles himself well. You know, I mean, it's a totally different guy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Ron, because I was pretty skeptical at first when the tide started turning last year towards LSU removing the interim tag and making him a head coach. I just felt like, boy, they really needed to hit a home run on this. But the more I was down covering LSU last year, the more I talked to Kojo, the more I bought in. And I could see some of the changes that you talked about in the maturation of a head coach. I really think that he is ready for this. Now, look, he's in a bear of a division. We know that. He's got Alabama, the 500-pound the gorilla, right there across uh, across the state line. But this seems like the right time and the right place for, for Coach O to make uh, kind of make amends for that old Miss tenure. Yeah, you know, I mean, he did so many things wrong there. I mean, what, I mean basically, you know, he gave a great interview, and then he got the job and was like, uh-oh, I'm a head coach now. And that was, you know, what I do. 
and and he didn't know he didn't mean he tried to you know coach his team like they were defensive line scream at him a lot he you know fired his coaches almost every game on the sideline I mean he was a a, a maniac uh, and watched him last year and he managed the games well he didn't he didn't mess with his coordinators at all I mean he could have messed with Insminger his offensive coordinator but he let he let him let him roll didn't didn't mess with him and. Uh, I talked to players last year, the guys who were leaving, seniors too, and they, they said they'd never had more fun in college playing for a head coach than they did at Orgeron. So, I mean, and of course, I think what the best part about Ed is he understands his strengths and he understands his weaknesses. And his strengths are he's a recruiter and, and he's, he's an enthusiastic guy who, who, you know, who's consistent every day toward his team. You talk to the players, they appreciate that consistency. He, he's never up, he's never down, he's always up. And uh, I think it showed last year after their close losses how they came back and destroyed Arkansas and A and M. And so, you know, when he was hired, he, you know, there was a lot of flack because he didn't get Tom Herman. And I, I understand that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But, you know, Tom Irwin was the hot coach of the year last year. And as I wrote the day he was hired, you know, well, Muschamp was a hot coach at Florida, too, going in. You know, and, and Charlie Strong was a hot coach at Texas going in. So the hot coach... Is this one not the right coach? And so we'll see how this works out for Ed. I, I think he's a, a really good fit. I think he's figured things out. And I'd rather have a coach who is screwed up and knows all his mistakes he made and knows not to repeat them than a guy going in, uh, you know, as, as a first-time head coach, you know, like 10 years ago. Ron Higgins, LSU SEC columnist for NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, and for any of your birthday parties, uh, Coach O impersonator, I-, I will give you his phone number off the air five 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 yo 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 yo. You could certainly go for that. I, I know. I, I just I, I just gave you business. I just gave you some some side business. But uh, Ron, we know LSU's administration is certainly behind Coach O. LSU fans, of course, a different story as far as being uh, patient. What do you think the patience level is for Coach O going into this season? Has he earned enough goodwill to say endure say, after his first loss? The the radio call in lines light up and say fire him. I mean, how much goodwill has he earned? I think he. I mean, I, don't, I think he's earned some, but I think he understands the nature of LSU fans. I mean, there's still a ton of fans out there who think Les Miles should have never been fired, and so they can't wait for Orgeron to lose his first game so they can say, "See, I told you so." The guy was overmatched. So they can't wait. They're just they're sitting from their phones right now with their finger ready to, ready to hit the dial button. Uh, so there's a lot of people like that, and he understands that. Uh, so, I mean, but there's also a lot of people, you know, who are willing to understand his schedule this year, having five SEC road games because of the Florida debacle last year. They had to make a deal to play Florida twice on the road two years straight. Uh, so uh, they understand that, uh, and they understand that, and, and understand, you know, that they're looking at some question marks. Uh, offensively, I'm, you know, it's a question mark, but I think I, I think it's, it'll be answered. But right now, I look at it with a new offense, and everybody's wondering how you know 
know, Etling will fit in with the, with that, and, and will he be the quarterback and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the way I look at it, I, I don't think LSU can do any better than say ten and two, or any worse than uh, seven and five. You know, eight and four around there, probably eight and four. Yeah, Ron, uh, I wanted to ask you about SEC Media Days last week. The uh, the the media poll, of course, LSU, I think third in the West, right, or second in the West. Um, Auburn is a team that that seems like a critical game to me on the LSU schedule. Kind of that could be one of those swing games you talk about the difference between going ten and two or seven and seven and four or something like that. What about the? Where do you think realistically LSU slots in at the SEC West? Well, the, the, the voting was exactly how I picked it, I, I, and I picked him behind Auburn for this reason. One, Auburn's quarterback, Jared Stidham, a transfer from Baylor, I mean, he's proved he can throw the ball. I mean, he, he got, I mean, and that's, and I mean, Gus needs, Malzahn, he has a quarterback who, who can really throw it and throw consistently. I mean, it opens up his entire offense. Uh, I think um, running back-wise, that Auburn has just as good as depth as LSU, and, and uh, defensively, I think they're just as good as LSU. Kicking game, they're better than LSU. And so, I mean, ultimately, I think there's a slight edge to Auburn. That said, you know, yeah, they they you know they play here this year in, in Tiger Stadium. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's the week after the Florida game in Gainesville. So there might be a little bit of a you know got to got to get back up to the game, win or lose, in, in Florida effect. But that is a key game for LSU in, in the West uh, because you know. Uh, you know, last year was the loser leave the league game in Auburn, and Les lost and got fired, and Gus went on, held on, and had a decent year, and 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 I guess he got he got Stidham eligible to transfer, and so they're feeling pretty good at Auburn. Let's switch gears real quick. I want to get your impressions. I don't know how much time you've had to spend with Will Wade, the new head coach, but look, he's off to seemingly a great start. He he gets the great uh, commitment from the, the top recruit in the state and one of the top recruits in the country and Javante Smart from Scotlandville. It, what's your early impressions of him? I know you and I both are big basketball fans, college basketball fans, and his uh, expectations for getting this program back on track. Well, I like him a lot because I just, uh, you know, he, he looks like, you know, Bobby Brady of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> but, you know, when you get in a room with him and uh, some players from get in a room with him, uh, you know, he, he he levels them. You know, he 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 drops a bomb on them that they should you know, they should be better. I mean, his first team meeting when he's stepped into you know the with the players and the LSU players saw half the room had LSU gear on and half of them didn't. And you know, he noticed you know the lack of uh, unity there. And of course, VCU beat LSU last year in, in uh, one of those holiday tournaments. And first thing what he says is, you know, I can I can see why we beat your butt by twenty last year. Uh, you know, hello, coach, new coach, how you doing? And he has been pretty tough on them in, in as far as, you know, just workouts and trying to get them, just their mindset totally changed from a team basically split a lot of times last year, a whole lot. And that's why they set a school record for consecutive losses. They quit a whole bunch of times. And, 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 and congratulations to Antonio Blakeney for overcoming that. You know, I mean, a lot of times guilt by association. You, as you try to get a pro job, uh, you know, you, you kind of get tagged with the losing team, and he just you know signed with the uh, the Bulls and also their 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 minor league team to split duty for good for Blakeney. But but Wade is a guy who understands that uh, he's building it. He and I saw him at SEC spring meetings, and 
you know, his whole thing is we're going to play hard. I can't tell you how good we'll be this year, but we will play hard. And if somebody doesn't want to play hard, they're going to sit on the bench next to me. And I think right now that's all LSU fans can ask. But they'll, they'll get a guy who's up off the bench, who's into the players, who's into the refs, who's into the game. And when you're a fan, you like to see your coach that involved because you feel like he cares. Ron Higgins, LSU SEC columnist. You can follow him on Twitter at Ron Higg and cover, uh, follow all of his coverage and columns uh, at NOLA.com. Appreciate the time, Ron. All right, guys. Carry on. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. All right. One final segment here on Dunk and Holder on Sports 1280 and NOLA.com. We'll wrap up today's show and preview tomorrow's show. Dunk and Holder now. Josh Innes next at noon on Sports 1280, New Orleans. A couple of interesting college tidbits. We were talking with uh, Ron Higgins, LSU SEC columnist for NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. The Maui Invitational brackets were just put out today, and LSU is in the Maui Invitational, and they don't play VCU yet, but VCU is in the tournament, so Will Wade's old team, they may face uh, his new team pretty quickly. But uh, Notre Dame's playing Chaminade, LSU's playing Michigan, Wichita State is playing Cal, and VCU versus Marquette, and of course it's the tournament, holiday tournament. So, hey, at least LSU's invited. Hey, that's a good thing. I think I need to put in for that assignment. I'm going to work on that as soon as we get off the air. I think you should. Yeah, we need to be out there maybe a week early to set the stage for our readers and listeners. I mean, it's, it's important because, you know, there's no more Ben Simmons, and you, you, you can't you can't live without that, right? Maybe Duncan Holder can do a remote from Maui. Now I'm in on that. All right, I thought you would be. Yes, I'm in. If it's, Let's if, work if, on if, that. If it's both of us, yeah. And then on the Tulane side of things, tomorrow we're going to have Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz on. And it seems like, according at least to our peers in the media, they have a tall order uh, in the AAC, uh, picked last by the media in their division. The, 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 I'll tell you, the AAC West is one of the surprisingly, I think, underrated divisions it's not the sec west obviously but all those schools are good so even though i think tulane could be improved next season it's going to be difficult with the likes of houston memphis smu's looking at their best season ever and they're picked fifth that's how tough the ac west is going to be so we will uh see what willie fritz has to say about his football team is uh they're going to be hitting the practice field in um, a couple weeks yep just like lsu uh, also tomorrow's show we're going to have uh, CEO of the uh, Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation, Jay Cicero. He's going to be in studio. We're going to have him in here for two segments, talking Super Bowl. How can New Orleans get a Super Bowl back? Any of the events going on? Uh, they're, look, they're always rocking and rolling. And I know they've scheduled a couple uh, in, in the recent next few years, right? The Final Four's coming. And off the top of my head, I don't know. Oh, look, else. we've got the college football playoff right. championship game. Right. Uh, and they're also involved. They've been trying to land – the X Games here, which I know is not a huge event in the minds of most fans, but it'll be interesting to see how they have and host an X Games. I think it's going to happen, so we have to talk to Jay about that. I want to see, see you on a skateboard uh, and the half pipe doing all that crazy stuff. It'll be interesting to see where they hold the event here in New Orleans, what, what the venues will be. You could be the Flying Tomato 2.0. And then we'll also have Joe Person on, uh, the Charlotte Observer, who covers the Carolina Panthers. They just fired their GM, Dave Gettleman, so that will uh, be an interesting conversation. I want to thank Alvin Gentry, Ron Higgins, and Drew Brees. So we'll be back here. And Emma. And Emma for getting it going on YouTube Live, getting it all rolling. Josh Ennis is coming up next. Following him, Jordy Holberg and Corey Johnson. 
Uh, for Larry Holder, for Jeff Duncan, thanks for joining in. Duncan Holder, Sports1280andNola.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.